0: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
2: Welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Danny Sheehan as we talk about the investigating UFOs. Danny, so you and Luis ended up filing a second complaint. What was that for?
1: Well, what happened, George, is that after the complaint that we lodged at the, at the Defense Department, the Defense Department not only began this major evaluation of all the different military services and agencies inside the Defense Department, but it also fired uh, a number of the individual people that had been lying about this program. Uh, And so Lou, who had resigned from the uh, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, uh, was hired uh, by a private contractor and ended up becoming the chief uh, advisor on the UFO phenomenon, to the United States Space Force. Uh, And he was in that position for uh, a number of uh, months. Uh, And the process began again with people inside the intelligence community coming forward uh, and trying to generate a resistance to the program of revealing information about the UFOs. Uh, And so he said, look, we're going to file a complaint with the Inspector General of the intelligence community as well, so that this other staff can get on board because this, this history of, uh, of attacking citizens who are trying to get to the bottom of this UFO issue has been going on from not only the Defense Department, but also the intelligence community. And so now he, he brought the, this uh, additional complaint to the Inspector General of the intelligence community. And in this one, we emphasized the fact that there was this general problem of the continuation of the lying about this program that they kept on pretending that they didn't know, that they were engaged in this kind of modified hangout position, uh, and that we began having meetings with people over on the Hill uh, in the United States Senate, the Intelligence Committee, the Defense Committees, uh, over uh, with the House representatives and the Senate, and the members of the Senate and house started getting upset about the fact that they were being excluded from this information. Uh, and so we began to work together to try to get a, uh, a special bill passed, uh, which was po- focused initially inside the Senate Intelligence Committee, because we had the support both of, uh, of the Mark Warner, who was the Democratic chairman of the Intelligence Committee in the Senate, but also uh, Marco Rubio, who was the mm-hmm. Republican uh, leader of the, of the staff in, in, in the members of the Senate Intelligence Committee. And so the, we had this, this, this unique bipartisan support for getting information to the Congress, out extracting it from the Defense Department and from the intelligence community. And so we began to put the pressure on inside the Congress. And so what happened is the intelligence community, uh, Inspector General, then began to also begin looking into this to try to determine what it is that had been going on, what was the history of this, because a lot of the people that were in the intelligence community now you know, are of a whole different generation than those members of the intelligence community and the Defense Department that began this program of obfuscating and lying and covering up and attacking uh, citizens who were trying to get to the bottom of this. So there was an effort to try to have a whole new generation of people come forward uh, and so the, the, the intelligence uh, community's in, inspector general is now engaged in exploring what's going on and has been dialoguing with people in the United States Senate Intelligence Committee. And we've now come together, and uh, to everyone's, I think most citizens' astonishment, but they don't know much about it yet, that the United States Congress uh, has passed a new law, uh, a, a law, Uh, Section 703 of the National Intelligence uh, Authorization Act that has just been passed on December 23rd uh, of this year, December 23rd of 2022, uh, passed a law commanding the Secretary of Defense and the Director of National Intelligence to stand up a brand-new office, the Joint uh, Project Office, uh, that is now going to be joined together by the Defense Department and the Intelligence Community, uh, to, to demand that that office be given all of the information that every single military uh, agency and every military service, every intelligence uh, community uh, agency, and every private military contractor has it, it ever had in their possession all the way back to 1947, very specific year, all the way back to January of 1947, they are now commanded to turn over this information to wow. the Joint Project Office uh, that's going to be run by the Defense Department and the, and the Director of National Intelligence.
2: You might get and to read they, the Roswell papers,
1: huh? Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Uh, and they, they, In fact, one of the commands that they've been given is to, to hand over all of the information. Uh, this is in uh, Section 703 of the Act, uh, subsection 11. Which says specifically they are required to update and provide to Congress uh, every single effort that has been underway on the ability to capture or exploit discovered unidentified aerospace phenomena. So that that this is a, they've been commanded now to by Congress to turn this information over to this Joint Special this Joint Project Office, and that office is commanded by this new law to turn this over every ninety days. 90 days, every 90 days, they have to give all of the information to the United States Senate Intelligence Committee and the House Intelligence Committee uh, and the Defense uh, Committees. They have to start turning over all of this information to the United States Congress. So what, what has happened as a result of Lou Elizondo and the work, for example, by, uh, by Chris Mellon who has been instrumental in this and others, that, uh, that uh, we've been going and meeting with the members of the, of the Senate and the House And they have now stood up on their back legs, and they've confronted the executive branch, Defense Department and Intelligence community, and ordered them to turn over this information to Congress. Now, that is an extraordinarily important step, an extraordinary step. And most, 99% of the people in the country do not know that this law was passed on December 23rd of 2022. It's a brand new law, and they have 120 days all until April 21st. Uh, well, thank God
2: we've got you to watchdog this.
1: That's right. Well, that, that's what we're doing now. The, 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 we're in the process of setting up a, a, a unique five hundred one c three public interest organization. A like you might call it the UFO C three. You know, is is being set up now to watchdog this whole process to monitor what's going on at the United States Senate Intelligence Committee or, or Intelligence Committee, and to make sure that they're enforcing this law. Making sure that the Defense Department, uh, military services are turning this information over; that the CIA and the DIA, and and also the the national uh, the national geospatial intelligence center, you know, which most people don't even know what that is. Uh, it's a special intelligence center that has been functioning for a long time now. Gathering info- this is where the Roswell information resides right now. Is it the national national global Intelligence agency, the global geospatial intelligence agency has that information. And and I know this because I talked directly to the head of the Central Intelligence Agency program that has developed the special surveillance mechanisms to to surveil the presence of UFOs in our atmosphere. And so I know that this is going on now. And so they know I know. And so the, the setting up of this 501c3. We're going to try to assemble all the information that we can get from all the different UFO agencies and the UFO uh, citizens groups, et cetera, and make sure that the members of the United States Senate Intelligence Committee and the House Intelligence Committee have this information, so they can't pretend that they don't have it. You know, and we—it isn't going to do any good to say, "Oh, there's a there's a, a documentary film that has interviewed these people," because they can they can say, "Well, we never happened to see it." But, right. for example, you remember when the hearing was had, They, they the, the House committee brought in front of them two people from the executive branch who pretended they didn't even know that a UFO had appeared over our Minuteman nuclear sites and shut down our nuclear missiles. They, they said, oh, we've never even heard of that. So we can't allow them to get away with that. We've got to set up a 501c3 watchdog citizens group that is going to be monitoring the conduct of the intelligence committees, the conduct of the intelligence community, and the defense agencies to turn this information over to Congress. That's one of the first steps. And then we're going to start putting the pressure on Congress to turn as much of this information as possible over to the American public in a systematic way so that we can, through this 501C3, through the UFO C3, we can start to prepare our human family for direct contact with extraterrestrial civilization. That is going to be our job.
2: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
1: What got you involved in this, Danny, in the first place, years ago?
2: Well,
1: it was in, in 1976, right after President Carter was elected, uh, as people know, President Carter had seen a UFO back when he was governor of Georgia. So when he was elected president, uh, one of the first things he did is he reached out to the head of the Central Intelligence Agency, who was at that time George H.W. Bush, George Bush Sr., who was the head of the CIA under President Gerald Ford, and, and asked the head of the CIA, George Bush, to turn over the information to him as the newly elected president. And George Bush refused to do that. And so President Carter reached out to the Congressional Research Service, the Science and Technology Division, and asked them to prepare a secret report to the president on, one, the probability of the existence of extraterrestrial intelligence elsewhere in the universe, and what relationship that might have to the UFO phenomenon. And I was contacted because I was general counsel at the United States Jesuit headquarters in their national social ministry office, and I was contacted by Marcia Smith, who was the head of the Congressional Research Service, Science and Technology Division, and she asked if I would become special counsel to that committee, uh, that special task force, to find out what the Catholic Church uh, and the, the Vatican uh, archives knew about the UFO phenomenon. So I came on in that particular capacity to, to do that work. I ended up being uh, designated to brief the, the top fifty scientists at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, at the SETI program out in Pasadena, on the theological implications of contact with an extraterrestrial civilization. I brought the motion to the to the Washington Interreligious Staff Council, the head of the fifty four major religious denominations in the country, to to get them to set up a task force to try to get out ahead of this thing to start preparing our human family uh, for the realization that we are not in fact at the apex of the pyramid of all conscious life in the universe, Uh, and that this is going to be an extraordinarily important point in our history of our human family to come to grips with where we fit in to the order of our entire galaxy, you know, that, that it isn't life just on one planet. I mean, really seriously, imagine we live at a time where a substantial portion of people are told by the authorities that we are the only sentient uh, species in the entire universe. That somehow the entire universe of tens of trillions of galaxies, you know, exists solely as the stage upon which to play out the drama of our one species on one planet, you know, evolving from the primordial slime up into voyagers in the stars. Uh, And that that is preposterous. Uh, And so we have got to readjust our understanding of who we are, where we fit into the universe, and in the, the Jesuit order, which is the largest single order in the Catholic Church, which is the largest single religious denomination of all of Western civilization, has in fact called upon us to reach out and begin this dialogue to, for the citizens to start having a fundamental dialogue about the philosophical and theological implications of the realization that there is extraterrestrial intelligence. And uh, I, as the general counsel of the Jesuit headquarters in their national social ministry office, reached out immediately to the spokesperson, who was uh, a Father Jose Gabriel Funes, who issued the public statement on behalf of the Vatican uh, on November 11th of 2009, uh, and stated that the, the moment has arrived for our human family to begin this extraordinarily important conversation, uh, because much sooner than had been previously anticipated. Uh, We were going to discover life elsewhere in the universe.
2: And I believe the Vatican said, too, that the belief in extraterrestrials does not negate one's belief in God.
1: No, no, they've said those things. There are some fairly low-level, low-conscious things that have been said to try to accommodate people that are being taken totally by surprise for this information. But there's also an extraordinarily sophisticated level uh, of discussion going on now in theological circles and in philosophical circles to try to come to grips with readjusting our human worldview uh, so that we understand where we fit into the universe. This is, this is the discussion that has to be undertaken by our citizens because you cannot rely upon the government institutions to do this for us. We've got to do this ourselves and demonstrate that we're worthy of respect, worthy of, of uh, participating as co-equals with others in our galaxy, you know that, and so we have to work hard to overcome these these silly uh, things that we do of poisoning our own planet, uh, you know, with with carbon and petroleum and contaminating our planet. The UFO people have been talking about this for decades. You know that, and people know that. You know, like the the uh, aerial school phenomenon over in in Africa with. UFO lands right in the middle of the playing field and and communicates to all the children that we have to stop polluting our planet because we're going to kill all of our planet. We have to stop nuclear war, nuclear weapons, and deal with global climate change and stop the the contamination of our planet. These are things we have to do as minimal requirements for our being worthy of entering into participating in, in our galaxy with other species that have had millions, some of them millions of years more of time to evolve uh, their sentient uh, senses and their, their philosophical approaches and theological approaches. So we've got, we've got to do this, and this is what the UFO C-3 is going to be designed to do.
0: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. That's chumbacasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BTW, void, prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Haya. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV, Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new Free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.